This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit If you are working on getting healthier, losing weight, improving your fitness, whatever it is, but you have this feeling that you should be getting better results... You're just not sure what you might be doing wrong. Well, I want to tell you, you are not alone. And that is the very reason why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways You're Wrecking Your Weight Loss, so that you can take a look at five of the most common reasons I see that people aren't getting the results that they deserve for all their hard work. Just five really quick fixes that can get you headed toward the results that you want. Check it out. You can download it by going to beginwithin.fit, clicking on the ebook button, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Check out my book. Let me know what you think. My guest today is Amanda Love. She is a registered holistic nutritionist and the host of the podcast, Physical Emotional Health Secrets, which has now posted over 130 episodes. She's also been featured as a guest on over 70 podcasts and TV shows, and is the co-author of the book, Trauma to Triumph. Super happy to have her here on the Begin Within podcast with me today. Here are a few of the things that we are going to touch on amongst others. First of all, we're going to talk about mindset when it comes to making nutrition and health changes. We're going to get her perspective on that and talk about some interesting aspects of mindset. You know I am a sucker for a good mindset conversation. That is uh, one of the things I love to talk about here on the Begin Within show. And Next, we're going to talk about self-care. So listen for that theme. We are going to talk a ton about self-care and uh, some interesting takeaways, I think. As we were doing the interview, I was like, ooh, that makes me think of this. So I share, um, I shared with her and got her feedback on some of, uh, some of my takeaways as I was listening to her perspective on some of these topics. So we're going to cover mindset. We are going to cover self-care. And then we're going to cover meal prep, which I know that kind of feels like it's out in left field after talking about mindset and self-care, meal prep, and why it is so important. This one, honestly, for me, this was the biggest takeaway from the interview. We're going to talk more about that after you enjoy this interview. Here's my interview with Amanda Love. People think they eat healthy, but then it's not true. And I think that's the thing, too, is what works for one person might not work for other person. Okay. You might have food sensitivities and you might have to be off gluten and soy eggs, or you might not have to be, but 
I think people just think it's the food. And like we were talking about is there's also the trauma issues. There's your sleep issues. There's your mindset of, do you believe that you can get well? Mm. Like I always had this belief, even though I was super sick that I was going to get well. And I think that's the thing too. And a lot of times we get stuck in like, oh, I'm never going to get well. I'm just going to stay the same. And do you have to have a why for why you're, you want to get better? Uh, I didn't know I would have a four month old niece and a three year old niece. If I hadn't gotten well, I wouldn't have been able to visit them and fly to Arizona. I'm in Austin, Texas and play with them and have fun with them. So you have to realize, okay, you got to improve your health because mm-hmm. there, there's people in your life that really need you. Oh, that's nice. I think that that the people in our life do become such a powerful part of the why for, for most of us. Um, so when, so could we talk a little bit more about mindset? I know you touched on like belief that you, you couldn't, you can feel better, um, getting in touch with your why, what that will keep you motivated. Um, is that, does that about wrap up the most important things with mindset or is there more when it comes to mindset that you found really helps people in making changes? I think figuring out like you're going to have up and down days. Like Mm. you're not always going to be productive. Like, I think that's the thing too. And I've realized this too. It's not, you don't have to, don't be so hard on yourself, which is something I have to learn um, personally, because I'm super hard on myself, but realizing, okay, journaling out your feelings, journaling out why you're dealing with that health issue, what's going on personally, maybe there's some relationships that you need to let go of and stuff mm. like that. And I think also, I think that's something that's big for me is realizing, okay, this helps me when I'm down prayer, journaling, being in a community of people. Tell me more about that. Like how, how does that work? If I want to be that for somebody, what kind of advice would you give me in order to be able to do that? I feel like personally, I think the biggest thing reminding people, okay, why, your friends with them or why mm. you love them or why you care about them. I think sometimes we don't get, sometimes it's super lonely. Like this world is very lonely. Um, and it's hard because people can go days without anyone saying any words of affirmation. And there's a great book called the five love languages, which is by Gary Chapman. And he talks about like, what are people's gifts? Like what do, what is people, if you could take the quiz online and talks about things like, some people are very into words of affirmation. They wanna hear that they're special, that they mean something to you. Some people's love language is receiving gifts. Like they just love gifts. 
physical touch is the other one. Um, acts of service is that's, one where, yeah. where that's a good one, where it, like just doing something like cooking a meal for someone. And I'm probably missing, Quality time. I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm missing one. Quality time, right? Quality time. Yeah, and that's a big one too because I feel like quality time just sitting down and not watching television, but actually sitting down and listening to someone is a big thing. And that's one of my top love languages words of affirmation, quality time. Mm. And figuring out what your family's is and what your friends is, and then tailoring it. It might not be yours. But they'll appreciate like you doing that for them. Well, I so yeah, we'll get we'll get into another topic here in just a second. But I think this is such an interesting conversation. Yeah, you're a nutritionist, right? And we're not talking about vegetables for good health. We're talking no. about the people around you and how you can um, help encourage them to keep becoming healthier by doing the things that we've been mentioning. That's, that's awesome. So, um, how I know, uh, self-care, I know I saw that as well as something that you really have found is important in helping people. W tell me more about that. Tell me about self-care and, and the role that it plays in good health. Uh, see, I feel like that's probably one of our, our last things that we do for ourselves. Um, and I had to learn this recently this year too, where I was like, yeah, I'm cooking healthy. I'm maybe exercising. And those are all good self-care things. But are we actually taking time just to relax and read a good book or just relax and watch a TV show? And that's hard for me because as someone who likes to do things, I'm like, sometimes it's like, okay, do I, do I want to do that? But it's just good. Find like things that relax you and it doesn't, you don't always have to be around people. I feel like that's the thing too. Doing self-care for yourself. And if that's taking a relaxing bath or watching a TV show and don't beat yourself up for relaxing. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, what I hear you saying, and I, and I love the point that you made about you don't always have to be around other people. Right. Um, and I think that sometimes what holds people up is the, the things that um, allow us to really practice self-care require that we, are sort of alone with ourselves, right? Like that's, you have, it's almost like most people will be like, oh, that's boring. I don't want to do that. Or, right. um, but if you can really find, uh, maybe, maybe it's like make quality time with yourself. Um, that's when you can really get into a good self-care zone. Do Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the thing is making quality time for yourself. And mm -hmm. it, it all depends on, like if you're married or you're dating, but like making that time each week and like carving it in and putting it into your planner and being like, okay, this night I'm going to 
just relax and watch a TV show or go for a walk or do whatever that's self-care for you mm-hmm. and stuff. And try to do something at least a little bit, something every day for yourself. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yeah. If I that's like that. exercise or if that's whatever it is. Yeah. I hear that in what you said, even the idea of like scheduling it. I think that makes it more meaningful for us, right? If it's like, nope, this is my time um, to take care of myself versus just like, oh, well, now I'm alone. What am I going to do? I'm going to just scroll on social media (laughs) or whatever, right? Um, Right. Be more intentional about it. I guess that may be a better word. Um, Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was going to change gears. Tell me more. I want to hear no, what you I mean, say. I was just going to say that I like that word being intentional because I think we have to be intentional about scheduling it in and making it a priority. Or if we don't schedule it in, we'll come up with some other excuse to do something. Mm-hmm. Else. Yeah. Um, how about, can we just, I know just for a couple of minutes here, talk about meal prepping. Um, yeah. And that, I think that's probably what most people think like okay we have a nutritionist on the show we're going to talk about food um tell me a little bit about why actually meal prepping is so important for you and your clients and how How, like any tips you have to get it done i tell people i feel like if you get if you do take time out of your week to meal prep then it saves you so much time throughout the week because how many times do we think constantly we're always thinking constantly what's for breakfast what's for dinner what's for lunch and like what are we doing to take that thought out of our mind a little less i think that's the thing too and i think that's the thing too is okay make it easy like don't overcomplicate it right uh I think the big thing is always like if you come home with your groceries or you order groceries, cut it up right there and and put it into the fridge. So then maybe the next day or even later in that day, you could just throw it on a sheet pan and like it's already all ready to go. Like don't have like those excuses to not meal prep. So scheduling it out every week. Okay, do you need to schedule, do you need to make, spend all day in the kitchen cooking? No. Um, maybe you just need to make two meals and for several days, right? Maybe and intertwine them and stuff like that, I think is a big thing. Um, you don't always have to, and schedule out like if you know a certain night say monday night like i have a discipleship program i'm starting in september and that's going to be nine months and every monday i'm at the church from 6 to 9 30. okay so i know that night i have no time for cooking Hmm. so i'm going to make sure that i have something Either I'm going to make it Friday night or Saturday, a couple days beforehand, so I know, right? And yeah. so that's the thing. 
make sure you look at your week that's coming up and being like, okay, this night I can pick out some recipes. I could order groceries. Okay. And then this night I could do my cooking and like, you don't, and spread out. You don't always have to do your cooking in one day. You could spread it out with a couple days, right? So don't overcomplicate it. And don't choose recipes that take 20 ingredients. Make it simple. Nice. Nice. I like that. I love, I, easy is like one of my favorite words. Just make it easy. And I like that idea I, that you mentioned about looking ahead at your schedule like what's coming up in the week and realizing like food is gonna have to be a part of these days how how am i gonna plan that in um and and i loved and i will i'll probably be sharing this with others as well Mm -hmm. is the idea that you mentioned about um not part of part of meal prepping is saving ourselves the mental energy of constantly thinking about what's what am I going to eat next? What's going to be for dinner? It's all planned out already. And you can use that energy then for some other things, right? So cool. I really appreciate those tips. So I'm curious um, for someone who's just getting started out, what would you recommend? If And maybe easy is a good word. Like what would you recommend as the easiest uh, first step for them to take to begin in their process of improving their health? Um, if it's having to deal with like meal prepping, then what is the meal that you always are going out to eat or you're Hmm. always like, like it's most of the time with people, it's dinner time because they come home from whatever their job is, nine, 10, 11 hours and they're tired and their kids are like, what's for dinner? And, um, and I think that's the thing is making sure you have spending a little, just even a little time on your weekend. And even if you just do like two different meals, right. That you could use for Monday through Friday for your family, make a lot of it will save you time. And I think that's the thing too. And just start with maybe two recipes. Okay. Um, don't overcomplicate it. And then maybe once you get into a rhythm with that after a couple of weeks, then maybe you add some more recipes and you start changing other meals. But if, if you're eating horribly with every single meal, don't overall do it all at once, I feel like. I think that's where people make mistakes. And that's what we do every New Year's Eve. We say, oh, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to change my sleep, my health, my fitness, my diet. And just pick one area. Pick one area that you want to work on. Maybe it's your nutrition. And then after six months, maybe it's your trauma issues. And then maybe three months later, it's your sleep issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I think at least those who have tried to do everything before (laughs) they should, we should learn, right. That it doesn't work well. It doesn't stay, it doesn't stay in place very well. 
So I appreciate you reminding us of that for sure. Um, what Amanda, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or to follow your work? Um, so the best way to like follow me is go to my Facebook group, Physical Emotional Health Secrets. And I also have a podcast that's been going for three years and that's called Physical Emotional Health Secrets. Okay. And my email is amandaleeselove at gmail.com. Physical Emotional Health Secrets is the podcast yeah. and the Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I will make sure that there's a link for people to get in contact with you there. So thank you so much for being here on the Begin Within podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We have links to follow Amanda's work in the show notes waiting for you as usual. So please feel free to check those out, especially her podcast, if you get a chance. You know, I wanted to revisit that idea of why meal prep is so important. And, and we covered more than I'm going to recap here. So within the interview, uh, probably you had a takeaway or two that I'm not going to touch on. But for me, it was that idea that I even took note of dur during the conversation. And that was that it saves you, of course, time. We think of that, right? Meal prep, oh, it'll save me time later, but I have to spend time now. So um, that's what holds people a lot of times back from it, right? They feel like, oh, I'd rather spend, you know, five or 10 minutes before each meal taking care of it, whether it be waiting in line at a drive-thru, grabbing something quick at the store, or preparing it really quickly. I'd rather spend that little time every time instead of, you know, one big batch of meal prepping a meal or two or even more at a time and then using those um, those pre-made recipes or those, those made-up meals that are now in the fridge or the freezer ready to go for me when it's time to eat. So we're, we're kind of in, we get that concept, right, of investing some time now and saving some time later. But I think what is often overlooked when we talk about meal prep is the very real concept of saving energy. And this is a little bit different. This isn't just like I spend energy now and I save energy later. Because when you are ready, when your meal prep is scheduled in your calendar at a time when you know you're going to have the energy for it. You've got it scheduled. It's in your calendar, right? A lot of people that I've worked with, they do it on, on Sundays for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then they do it again on Wednesday for the days that follow, which takes them again to Sunday. And it, it creates some more intention than during the week, right? If I'm going to go out to eat, I know ahead of time, and so I'm not going to prep food for that. Um, but it also helps me with grocery shopping, right? Because now I put some thought into the meals that I'm going to be having. Now I know what needs to go on the grocery list. I know when those groceries need to be in the house by so that I have the ingredients I need, the fresh ingredients I need to do the meal prep. And you can really start to see how it snowballs. I feel like I've used that word in the last few episodes. It snowballs, right? It, it becomes bigger and it helps you to have more positive momentum when you start just taking this one step forward. It just kind of um, starts to, to um, spread out and affect so many other areas of life in so many 
wonderful ways. And in particular, I love the idea of having energy later. Food, for those of us, and I know you're, you're with me, trying to improve our health, we're trying to become better versions of ourselves by, by getting to a healthier place, food becomes a focus, right? It becomes something that we think a lot about, maybe more than we thought about it in some cases, then uh, we think about it more now than we did before when we were before we were putting effort into becoming healthy. And what happens then is each time we have to give attention to food, we have to think about now what am I going to eat? And because we live in America, we have a lot of effort that has to go into making healthier choices, right? Maybe inside our own homes, in our own fridge, in our, in our own cupboards, but also certainly if we're somebody that's grabbing a meal on the go, we really have to be intentional about it. It takes a ton of energy to make a good decision. Now, think about what happens when you don't have to make that decision, when you already made the decision for yourself ahead of time, and it's just a matter of, oh, here we go. This is the plan. Here's the thing I have. This is what's available. It's ready to go. I'm going to consume it. I know it's going to be good for me. Um, it, it gets me really excited to think about not having to put so much energy into every single time we sit down to eat. We put the energy in when we have the energy earlier in our life, right? In that uh, example I gave you, maybe it's Sunday or Wednesday for the days that follow. Maybe it's something else that works for you. But we put energy in when it comes readily for us, when we're ready for it. And later, it saves us energy. And now that doesn't mean that we get to be lazy, but it means we then have energy to use on things that are more important than making a decision about what to eat. You know what I mean? Now, now you have energy to take care of the things that really matter to you, the people, the projects, the pursuits, the things that matter most to you. Now, we're not using up energy on things that, that we don't have to, to spend it on. We have it for those other things. And it helps us not just to improve uh, the quality of our life in terms of health, because now we're getting our veggies and our proteins and our healthy fats and our carbs and everything else, but it helps to improve the, the level of health that we can enjoy because now we can use our energy on other things, deeper connections, more meaningful pursuits that leave us feeling truly satisfied. I'm going to stop right there for today and I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have a meal prep ritual, you don't have a meal prep schedule, to get out your calendar right now and take a look at how you can get started. Amanda gave us some great ideas in the episode that we can just get started. Take some small steps forward to incorporating this really important habit, this really important practice into life, which is going to help big time, especially when we start paying attention to the way that it benefits us in terms of the energy that we're using to get the things that matter most to us. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today, listening to the interview and to my crazy ramblings. I thank you so much 
for your time and attention. I would ask you as well, if you haven't, please rate and review the show. Of course, follow it in your podcast player and then rate and review the show so that other people can find it. That's it for me today. Have a wonderful day. I will talk to you again next time here on the Begin Within Podcast. Podcast.